Joe Wong, call me what you want. But you got to call me champ because before I die, I'm going to Call me champ. got to call me champ. He was a dick, but he was a champ. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another solo episode of Throwing Tantrums featuring one of the other members of Temper Tantrum. You know, these solo episodes, the purpose of these is so you guys get to know the dancers beyond the dance and beyond the group ones, which is as fun as they are, you know, it's really just sharing opinions about topics. We don't really get to go in depth with the dancers, which is the purpose of these. So today we got Diego. I'll let him introduce himself in a bit. But first off, if it's your first time, hopping onto this podcast. And this might not just be the Throwing Tantrums podcast. You might also be listening to this on the Move, Groove, Grow podcast on my other channel. I am your host, Emery Bernardo, founder of a social media company called Vision Paradox, and also the founder of Temper Tantrum Dance Company. That's a little bit about me. Hopefully you guys are getting, in case it's your first time hopping on, uh, welcome. And if you're a returner, I appreciate you having back, coming back, listening, watching, Sending me nudes and all this other great stuff. So, oh, <laughs> so today we um, that kind of podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so this is uh, I would say a PG thirteen ish kind of thing. Occasionally rated R for the amount of cussing I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we got Diego. Uh, we're gonna start off with his origin story. Diego, take it away. Tell the crowd a little bit about who you are. Dance related stuff you know who you're with the how you got into dancing everything from the beginning oh yikes everything okay when you were born i'm just kidding okay <laughs> i remember i remember it being dark and then there's a sudden burst of pressure and then gaping... <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> no, no, no. up <laughs> i um what's up y'all okay so Jeez, I don't know. I got a big old accolade list like Emory, but I'm Diego Tez. Diego Tez, T-E-L-L-E-Z, at Long Ten and Handsome, 53. I am founder of Rich and Gravy. I'm a member of, uh, of Temper Tantrum. I've been a member of a bunch of teams around here. Audio Mind, uh, Project Levad. Project Levad is a dope one. Oh, man, you know, I mean, I don't got this big accolade. I, I've been teaching everyone every here and there, studios, middle schools, uh, mainly with kids. Kids do. Kids are adorable. And I'm just still, you know, still learning, still growing. My team's been active for about three years, which it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. So we're, I'm still growing with them, and I'm still learning. Especially, that's, why, that's why I'm here with Emory, you know, because sometimes it's nice just to be a student again. It's so, it is so nice. <laughs> to take to, note to, of, like, oh, no, I don't do this. <laughs> no, dude, it's, 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 it's so nice going into rehearsal and then just, like, just being a dancer sometimes. Like, instead of going into rehearsal, I'm like, all right, we got to get this done, we got to get this done, we got to get this done, we got to get this done. And then you look up and everyone's just, like, everyone's just, like, messing around or something. But, like, it would be coming back to Emro and, like, being a dancer, all I have to do is show up and be like, all right, what do I do? That's how it I feel with, with Liz. Uh, like it's most, re- it's relaxing. I don't have to lead, and you see, and you see me. I fucking goof around. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but the thing with me is like, especially uh, since way back in when high school is like, uh, and my captains were like this. Like uh, when people would get called out, like he's goofing around, but the captains would be like, but he knows his shit. Like, he knows his he shit. He doesn't fuck up when he run throughs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 just 
That's fucking terrible. That's terrible. Never mind. That's not the example. We're not supposed to be leading that. I mean, not the example. That because it's for, true, but it's not the way. So because especially if you're just sidelined in rehearsal, you're mm-hmm. not, you know, cleaning. You're you're done reviewing, and there's nothing to do. You know, people are gonna get bored, and people are gonna start fucking around. Oh, Sorry. listen. You know what? I I, I remember uh, when I when I was first with Audio Mind. Yeah. And then I I became a director of audio mind, and I thought for the longest time that it was just my team that that was messing around. I thought for a <laughs> no. like, what is up? With my, why is it my team? You know, and we would go to competitions, and and I remember going to like maxed out, and everybody's like, got their shit to everyone's together at the team. Everyone's like wearing the same thing as a team, and everybody's like looking like everyone's got it down, you know. But then and then my team's like messing around. I always thought it was my team. But then I came to I came to work with Liz, and then I realized, and then ah, you met me. okay, <laughs> it's, it's it's I feel like it's every team, it's every team. Got it, got it. Yeah, it's every team. They it, uh, the the level of fucking around is different, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's a difference. I feel like that's a big difference. I feel like every team messes around, but it's the difference comes with which team is getting stuff done. You know? Yeah. I was uh, yeah. So angle your computer a little bit more, your your camera, because you're looking a little short. So because there's a lot of headspace, it's looking like this. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Right here? Yeah. You want me looking tall in real life and on camera? No. <laughs> I want us to be the same height for once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into the dance community stuff, directing, because I feel like we Ugh. like there's so much we can talk about that. How did you get into dance? Because before this, we were talking about how you came from football to a the Marine Corps and all that stuff. Right. How did, how did right. you even discover dance and uh, why start a company or crew? Because that's a lot of responsibility in itself. Right. Okay. How did I start dance? Dance, it's, I, I guess there's like three parts to that, three or four parts. Obviously, when I was a kid, family parties, you know, even if you don't want to dance, you know, every, like you could, you could be as a kid, you could be running around and you run past the dance floor. And I remember as a kid, you want to try and run outside of the dance floor. Cause if you run inside, your parents might grab you real quick and like, you don't play anymore. Now you're just dancing. You just got to <laughs> go with it for a while. So, but also obviously I had like times where like my mom would grab me, there's been pictures and I remember, you know, just dancing. And so I guess that'd be my first, you know, entrance into dancing. But yeah. then in middle school, I remember I would, um, I used to get picked up by my brothers and they would walk, uh, they would take me home from elementary. But then in middle school, I was given a key, you know, for the first time, cause just everybody's, people going to school, different places, my parents working and all that stuff. So I wasn't yeah. able to, to get picked up, got a key. Whenever I would get home, I would just be on the computer. Boom, be on the computer. Cause once the parents come home, I can't really do what I want to create. So I'd look up videos I like, Family Guy, mainly Family Guy stuff. <laughs> and then a, a Family Guy clip of Michael Jackson came up and I watched it. And then in the, like, you know, back they had uh, more videos like this. There it was, Smooth Criminal, Smooth Ooh. Criminal. And I was like, well, I've heard of Michael Jackson before. Never heard his songs. Let's let's check it out. So I checked it out and, and then it, I just fell in love. And then after that day, every time, every time I would come home from school, I would just, I would, for, for a while, I didn't even know his name. Uh, I didn't know how to spell his name. So I would just go to Family Guy, clip a video, because I knew I can go to that video and it would show that video. Uh, I didn't even know like, how to spell wow. his name. Uh, that's, that's how new he was to me. But like, I, I just heard it, 
fell in love with it. I just would watch videos over and over again, practice all the moves he does in the video. And then after that, after that, I kind of stopped because that's when like all those court cases and scandals came out. And if you like to listen to Michael Jackson, then you like touching little kids. Oh yeah. There's that you know? girl, yeah. So, so I kind of kept that like super, 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 just like never really did anything with it. Yeah. And then boom, fast forward. I'm in North Carolina. I had just finished boot camp and now I'm in MOS training, which is just training me to do my job with the Marines. I'm in North Carolina. Not much to do out there besides do the training, work out, eat. Not a lot of stuff to do out there, especially where we were. And then one day I remember I was on Facebook and I saw a video that my friend posted. And this guy was like an old uh, electro dance person I ran into. I did. I got into that, not, not a lot, but I saw a video he posted on Facebook and it was tie-dyes versus, uh, it was, it was tie-dyes and I think it was a guy named Gritschka versus mm -hmm. these other two guys. I don't remember their name, but I know the video. And then it was a battle and I was like, what is this? What are they doing? Like, yo, this is like some crazy step up shit. It's like, is this real? Like, yo, this is dope. And, and it's tie-dyes, first of all. And tie-dyes blew my mind because he moved like he doing some kind of cheat codes. So then from there, <laughs> <laughs> from there I looked up another tie-dyes video versus this person, tie-dyes versus this, tie-dyes versus, I think it's J-Boogie, and then J-Boogie versus Late Twins, and then Late Damn. Twins versus this, and this. And then like, I just started, that's how it started. I started watching videos. And then when I came home from training, I went to school and I was like, hey, I could, there's these dance classes. So I saw one, first of all, if you guys don't know what modern is, <laughs> look it up. Cause I thought modern <laughs> dance was like modern day moves. I looked it up and it was like modern. That sounds, that sounds like what I want. That sounds like modern day stuff. Let's go. Boom. I get in. That's not what it was at all. Not what it was at all. But <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily there was two girls there, um, Skylar and Lisa, and then they advertised the hip hop club. They advertised the hip hop club after after school and then free classes. And I was like, well, let me check it out. I went to go check it out. And now here I am. Dang. Woo! Yeah, that was a long, woo, that was a long one. Yeah, the, long the little, one. little bit, because I don't think, it, even our members <sighs> don't think they know that you went to the Marine Corps or anything like that. Because, you know, we see each other as we are today, which, which is dancers. like. You know, hang, hanging out, interviewing Safira the other day. I, I didn't know. And what, this is what I like about these interviews, too, because I get to discover different parts about you. Like, Safira, I didn't know she was a Warriors fan. So you're just in that episode. So we, now you, gotta, you gotta kick her out now, right? Her, I'm kicking her off the fucking team. <laughs> off the team. Sorry, Safira. <laughs> but hey, we, actually, we were actually talking about basketball. Like, that interview was all over the place in terms of, like, the juiciness. So make sure you guys listen to that. But for did you when you were in the marines did you even like get to try practicing any dance or did you try doing any moves oh i mean like like boot cambering or, or are you talking about like after i saw that video because it sounded like dance was already part of your life so in boot camp were you like you know no you i i didn't i didn't really know well i mean i wasn't really pursuing it like i like to dance and i like michael jackson i like all that stuff but I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, if you asked me to dance, I'd be like, uh, I would do something Michael because that's all I know, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not like I was 
practicing at, yeah. let me tell you shit, if I was practicing dance at boot camp, I would've gotten my ass thrashed. I would feel <laughs> I like. I would've, I would've, I would've been pinpointed out, you know, like we would just woke up in the morning like, so who wants to be dancing around here or some shit? And then like, oh, fuck, that's me. I'm gonna go get fucked right now. Um, yeah. But like I said, I didn't find this in, in, until like a little bit before I came back. Actually, I remember the only time I ever even did anything was I was watching all these videos and then one time it was me and like three of the Marines in their room and then they were playing like crumpy music and I'm like, hey, I know what this is. I know sure. tie-dyes. I know tie-dye, but in reality, I didn't, I didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> but like, I was, I was just going, I, I was just I like, crump. I was doing the very, I was doing my best. I was doing my best. I didn't hold back, you know? But no, I didn't really do anything. I spent a good amount of time when I came back from Cali in the Marines. I was in the reserve program. So when I was with the Marines, I wasn't always pursuing like to be a dancer. At one point, like, that's, I came to a decision where like, I want to do this. I like it. I was going to school to become a cop. And mm-hmm. then I discovered dance. I'm like, well, that changes everything. <laughs> it, came, it, came to the, it came to the point where like, I knew I, knew I wanted to do it because I... I fuck, I got I got kicked out of the Marine Corps. I got I didn't serve my full contract, mm. and one of the, one of the reasons was because I was getting uh, I was getting discharged because I technically did more unex, um, absences without uh, leave or whatever AWOL. Um, I would technically went AWOL um, oh. too many times. I was supposed to show. There's only a number of times you can sh- not show up without reasoning. Mm-hmm. And I guess I passed my 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 number and two. Fuck, let's hope this doesn't. Let's hope my, you know, for some reason this doesn't bite me in the ass. But like for two of those reasons, it was because of performances. Oh wow! Yeah, for two of those reasons, because of so legit, like I I pretty much sacrificed, you know, my marine career to just go perform. Dang, that is, like, props in a sense. Yeah. You know, pursuing, you know. Like after, you know, it's kind of a thing. Like people are too hesitant. Like when they go down one path, they they hesitate to change it once they discover that really resonates with them. So you, you know what I mean? Like you're going down the path in in terms of serving, but then you found something that really spoke to your soul, and mm. you you know it, it did kind of bite you in the ass. You did get kicked out, but at least you discovered what mattered to you more in a sense. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean, no, like it's not so bad. It's like the Marine Corps. I I tell people who people tend to ask me like, oh hey, you know, I'm thinking about joining the Marine Corps. And in reality, I tell them like I'm the worst person you want to ask because <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't I didn't like the Marine Corps. It was cool. It taught me a lot. It gave me a lot of opportunities, and I did a lot of cool stuff through it. But I just it just wasn't my thing. So mm. It could be it could be a lot of people's thing. You know, I've seen uh, a good friend. He was in it. And he kept telling us how like he wanted to be in it until he was a gunnery sergeant like his dad. I'm like, that's dope. See, like shit like that. You know, you already came in with a purpose. Yeah. I I was in it because my ex at the time, you know, she was in college and and like I needed to I needed to do something. So I joined the military. Mm. And so, <laughs> bit me in the ass. <laughs> well, what was your first I guess LA dance community event? Because that people LA listening are are not aren't necessarily from LA. So when we say community here, folks, we mean the LA dance community, which is wow, one hell of a scene. So would you say like a event as in like a competition or like in a 
or like a battle or like any kind of Man, like so my that, first event event brandon and i were just actually talking about this because it's like there's the the industry <laughs> events there's oh yeah a, a dance competitive community events then there's underground events which is where I, what i consider jams to be which okay. is very different from like the the collegiate scene which is choreo competitions so people might define it differently but that's how i've kind of like labeled it right <laughs> so what, oh man uh, i guess well, what was your ver- first event i'll go dance event? i mean i gotta i got i mean i had to i would say it had to be maxed out like that was technically my first dance event uh maxed out it was 2014 maxed out 2014 pasadena city college which 2014 was, was your first one yeah yeah oh, i believe wow. so i've been doing this for like, was it 2014 or 2015 I feel like it should be 2014 because this should be my sixth year dancing. So it should be it should be 2014. And it was funny because it, Pasadena City College is about a good five minutes from uh, where I used to go for the Marines because oh, there's wow. a small there's a there's a small unit by Pasadena High School. Oh wow! Really? People don't really yeah. Oh yeah. People don't really know that, but it's I don't know how they don't know that. Like it's it's a building barricaded. A big old Marine Corps flag and a big old American flag. I'm like trying to think about it because I drive past it like so many times. I'm like, is it is it Pasadena High School? Is it is it? And it's funny enough, Bulldog. Oh, if you're talking about Pasadena High School, I know where that is. Exactly where that is. Is it next to a park? Yeah, it's right next to a park. Yes. Okay. That you're talking about Pasadena High School. Did I say did I say Pasadena High School? Did I say another one? You said PCC, like Pasadena City College, but I. Oh, okay. Pasadena High School. Yeah, because I've passed by it. Uh, I've actually taken Jordan to that park once and I heard like I saw these official military vehicles and I heard like people like sounding all super like official I'm like what the fuck Oh yeah is dude that? it's 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 right there. We yeah, we use that park several times. Oh damn. What as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So when what was your first like so that was the first that was my event, first event like that you had to watch? Well, that was my first uh, event competing. I competed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just, I just, my team just straight ran us in there, man. It's like, let's go. <laughs> that sounds about right. Because <laughs> uh, oh, I know, I know, um, like, what, what was the first event that you got to, like, see? And, like, boom. you know? The first event I actually got to see was probably Urban Street Jam 20, 2016. I want to say 2016, because 2016 I did with only Liz. Only with Levad. Levad, wow. Yeah, and and you know you know how Liz is. Liz is like if if you're on your shit, like we don't. First of all, it was exhibition, right? Yeah. It was like Levad was exhibition. My other teams I did it was competition, and Liz is usually like if I mean we're gonna be on our shit the day before, a week before, you know, and you know how her last rehearsal before performance goes. That's how you know that you're we're ready a week before, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had some of them had gotten a room next to the, the what is it the, the anaheim convention center next to downtown disney and so majority of the time it was just spent like all right we're here we're gonna go get our bracelets everybody go do whatever it is that you guys want and we're just gonna meet up at this time and we're gonna go on and we're gonna go home and i'm like that's it really because like if, if you're competing like you're you're with your team from the minute you get there you practice you practice you practice you get your wristbands you get your shirt all right guys practice 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 all right go get something to eat come back at this time, ready and dressed, and we're going to practice more and all that shit, you know? But then with Liz, it's like, all right, guys, go do whatever you guys want. So Urban Street Gems on 16 was probably the first one. And I believe at that same Urban Street Gem is the first time I ever saw 
who King Charles was and his footwork like blew my mind, mm. you know? King Charles is, is, is something else. King Charles, yeah. So well, that was with Liz, right? The that, was with Liz. that was with okay. Liz. That was with Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's the thing with, was the with competition uh, crews. Like when you're there at a at a competition, you're there all day practicing. And I was like, I it made sense for me, like, because I still did it in high school. Competed like we'd be there. We'd be there hella early, fucking like probably seven in the morning, practicing all day, and then fucking pr- compete and leave. Or wait for you know awards. So that that carried on over to the com- competitive scene in college or the competitive community. But you experience something different when you're in exhibition, mm. and it begs the questions like why can't we just be this effective, even as a co- as a competitive crew? Because here's what I think, and I like, I think I learned this from Floyd Mayweather too. Like if you're still having to practice the day of, then you're not really ready. You know, you know what? That's that's dope. I actually got one from Devious. He he's he was talking to us about like the difference between being worried, was it nervous and excited? Mm. And in reality, they're I mean, they're, he was talking about how like they're both emotions. They're both the same um, energies. They're both the same energy, right? The only difference is is the preparedness level, right? If you're prepared for something, you're gonna be excited. There's been times when I've done performances and I, and I knew I was gonna like, oh, all right. I'm excited, excited. And then I've had performances where it's like, I'm sweating, I'm like, shit, are we gonna do this? Is this gonna happen? Like, what if this happens to something? It was because I obviously wasn't ready, you know? And, but I feel like exhibition and competing would be two different things. Cause I mean, exhibition is, exhibition is easy. You come in and, and you, you're, you're, ex, you're not really being judged, you know? Yeah. You, you spend time rehearsing and all that stuff, but in the end it's, it's it's completely a lot of fun, right? But then competing, like I've seen I've seen people at these competitions, like they're holding hands together and they're just like listening to the results and as soon as they hear it's not their name, like just boom, just just defeat and everything. Yeah, like, and their hands are like and I mean that's that's a big difference. And I feel like some you know, exhibition teams you can practice for like a couple rehearsals, a couple hours here and then you're good to yeah, go. You can get Com- with it, yeah. Competition teams be putting hours and hours and hours and hours in it. You know, so obviously, yeah, it's it, it is a different, yeah, completely I, different. It's definitely different in approach. Because I also think, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's sometimes overkill with how some teams do it. I don't know, like one of the teams, some of the, a lot of the teams I know used to like, especially hell hell weeks, they would go from like nine p.m. to six a.m. in the morning. That for a week. that is that is that is insane. That so is like, insane. You know, albeit they win, you know, but I like I as I got older, it's like. You know, it's not just the physical preparedness of the doing the routine. It's also the mental preparedness, like self-care, because you're practicing that much. You're probably, and if you're exhausted, you're more likely to get injured from rehearsals. So it's like, how, nine like, to, how, huh? Nine, nine to six a.m. Let's see, 11, 12. And then that's like nine hours. Like some people don't even do shifts for nine hours. Yeah, like, dude, like when I was that's in high, crazy. When I was in high school, oh. rehearsals would be like from 6 a.m., till school started and then after that 3 a.m till 8 a, 3 p.m to 8 a.m 8 p.m sorry and then saturdays would be rehearsals from 8 to 8 and obviously so like obviously it shows and you you know yeah the fact is it shows but i man i don't know i always felt like after four at least four 
four hours, five hours, majority of the stuff is just in one ear and out the other because everyone's just like tired and, yeah. And, and yeah, fatigued and, and they just diminishing returns. Yeah. And I, I feel like after that, whatever you do past the four hours, you, you might definitely have to come back to it the next rehearsal. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, something that I've noticed with the dance competitive community and who knows? I mean, it, it helps them win, but at what cost? You know, at the cost of, you know, some people like being at the cost of what getting doing well at school or their job or whatever it is, they're in sleep. Because I know uh, some people are so exhausted, they have a hard time driving home. So it's like this. Yeah. So these are things that people need to take. Uh, directors, I think, need to take into consideration, which is why I'm like so intentional with all the rehearsals, like which is why something like sometimes we even finish early it was like if i'm done we're done <laughs> like i'm not gonna force the issue on something i'm not prepared for like for when you started what drove you f- to go from just a dancer to start your own crew going this this kind of goes back with with me being a director in, in another team and it just started coming to a point where anytime well not any not anytime and every time but majority of the times that it came time to do a decision I always felt like my ideas or what is it that I want to do was kind of a complete opposite of what they want to do, what they want to do Mm. with the team and the styles and how they wanted to do things. And and I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but I just felt like I had, I had so much to try and bring onto the stage. You know, there's like, there's so much I want to do. Like I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that. Like I was super motivated. I was just ready to like, I, I have, I have it in my head. All I need to do is, is just get the bodies and, and and put it down and make it and, and then we're good to go, right? So I guess I feel I feel like that would be the biggest one. You know, I, I felt like just the people that I was with, they had a different image and a different path they wanted to take. And that's cool. I, I mean, I'm still cool with all of them today, you know, yeah. big shout out to them. But I would say this, man. Starting a team is not freaking easy. That shit was hard as hell. That shit was so it it is still hard to this day. Everybody <laughs> listening has been on grids, yo. Whee, man, it is it but but I I mean I definitely have, I've had a lot of help. Obviously from like you. That's that's number one right there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Making the team's definitely hard. Definitely so I have I have a lot of, of respect for for obviously, you know, once again, you, because you made a team and, and you made a team huge. Like, people know FanBiz. You know, I, I technically knew the team before I knew you, and I didn't even know that you made FanBiz when I met you. Dude, that was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, you said, when you say things like that, in my head, I'm like, that's so fucking weird. Because, like, <laughs> when I made FanBiz, it's like I was... I went through so many years. Originally, it had a different name when I was starting it before we rebanded. But we, it was so many years of like, who, who are you guys? So in my, like, I'm still like blown away when you like when people say, "Oh, you founded Fanbiz," or like, you, I'm like, hell yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. You know what? I had, <laughs> I had one instant like that, and it was I was super happy about it. I was like, what did that actually happen? I remember one time. I don't know. I don't even remember where it was. And I was so happy about it, but I forgot it. But I was somewhere. And then someone was like, oh, you're, you're Jago, right? And I'm like, whoa, how, 
how do you know me? It's like, you directed Chris and Craig. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is getting weird now. Like, how do you know? And I guess one of uh, their friends followed Grits and Gravy and they came to a class before and then they followed Grits and Gravy. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But it was also very creepy in a way of that you knew me and you knew that I was a director of a team that <laughs> people even know you, that. You I live direct. on this street, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's good. I'm going to say like, you know, it's just, you know, with the consistency you get, because you guys in the, I think the check-in we said, like I was like, it takes the advice I always told myself when I was doing families was like first three years of any business is always the hardest. So, but that's all that's done. consistent. What I didn't know is like, it took another, I took about like another four years for us to become even close to a name. So, cause like the three yeah. years for me was like, like who can be consistent? Where can we perform? Because when I was younger, it wasn't there weren't that many dance events. We were doing a lot of parties and all that stuff to get to just for us to be together. We're doing. Have you heard of Sharp International? Yeah. Yeah, we did some of those competitions just so we had something to perform for. Because right. yeah, and then after that, it just developing, assembling a solid team to help me run the team helped out a lot. So I'm going to say like if it, you know, as long as you being consistent as you are, I, I have no doubt you're going to be a regular name. Oof. One day, yeah. one day, one day. I, there's, there's an Uber lady that I, that I have to shout out whenever I make it on TV. She said, I was having a terrible day. I, I had, I didn't get into an audition and then she, I told her about what happened. She's like, one day you're going to make it, baby girl. One day you're going to make it. And I was like, I didn't Ooh. give you a shout out, but I forgot her name. So. Oh. So it's okay. I was I was gonna say some shit about starting the team because this this is something that I didn't. I mean, no one taught me this. No one taught me this. So I'm I'm any if anybody out there is trying to make a team, I'll tell you this right now. Nobody is as committed to your image than you. I will tell you that right now. No one is as committed to mm-hmm. your image than you. And like that's 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 just straight up. People can say that they 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 they're in this and they see it and all this stuff, but in the end, you know, no one is as committed to it as you. Because in reality, like this, at the end of the day, like I make good and gravy, and if I ever decide to quit, that means I I gave up on this, right? No, if I decided to quit on good and gravy, no one's going to come in and be like, wait, 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 let me take over, right? You know, like it's yeah. it's. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that's true. That's, that's fair. That's fair to say. That's fair to say. Um, but that's different. That's different in the sense where you took them to a certain point where you, you know, you kind of, you, you decided to leave and they were fine. Right. But what I'm saying is like, if, if Grits and Gravy didn't work, if mm. Grits and Gravy didn't work and, and I had nobody else. And then I was like, I'm just stop Grits and Gravy. No one person's going to come and be like, wait, 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 let me, let me, because this, this is my, this is my dream. Right. Yeah. And so, as much as I had a lot of people's support, you know, no one's going to put as much work as, as you are in your image. Yeah. And don't, don't, don't hate your friends if they ain't in it a hundred percent like you. I'll tell you that right now. Don't hate your friends for that. It's true. Cause, Cause it's like, it's your baby, not theirs. So why, yeah. should, why should they be committed to a dream that's not their own? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something definitely like I dealt with and I shared with in the first temper tantrum rehearsal was that like I was I, I even he- I hesitated this whole put, assembling this whole thing excuse me uh, because I was afraid of flakes like the early years of fan base, like I would wait 
two hours sometimes and no one would show up. And then that was like, that's kind of like the thing I was, I was anticipating when I first invited people. Like I invited a fuck ton of people. I was expecting like five to show up or even two. <laughs> but then I didn't expect everyone to actually show up or like a good like 80% to show up. I'm like, oh, maybe I invited way too many people. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but it, it's, I definitely agree. No, no one's ever going to be pot committed as the, the head, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what do you envision for your company? What do I envision? Well, I mean, uh, uh, the first thing I envisioned when I made grits, like I, I, made, I made grits with one goal. The one goal I had for myself was wind vibe. That's, that's the oh. first. And, and that's like, that's whenever somebody says like, what do you want to do with grits? That's the first thing that comes to mind. I want to win vibe. That's why I created grits. That's, that's how it all started. You know, every every competition we do, every practice that we run, it's all working towards winning by. Mm. Wow, nice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? When I first started FanBiz, it was because I saw us that we can be the same. Back then, there was like only like three big teams or four. Like uh, it was Kaba, Pack, and Team Millennia. And then I wanted us to be that. <sighs> all good teams, all good teams. Like the, like the, the, the big three of, the, of that time. Yeah, and then I I imagined us being at the same stage. My goal was just to be to compete at that same level. What goes into mind when you're developing the routines for your team? Mm. What goes into my mind when I'm developing? I mean, a lot of it is is because I'm not I'm not really a guy who likes to to make choreo or performances that have meanings. You know, I'm not a big like, hit him with the slow songs kind of thing. You know. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I like to I like to have fun when I dance because it's dance, you know. It's it's meant to have fun. So a lot of the times I'm trying to have the audience have a good time with us while we have a good time with them. I would say I I would say that if I was to to put down my style in one category, it's, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're not so much trying. To, I don't really try to send a message. I don't really try to inspire. I'm just trying to like, whoa, that's cool. Oh snap. Hey, that's dope. Oh wow, you know. Mm. What What do you think are the common like misconceptions about starting a crew? About starting a crew, yeah. That everybody that says they want to do it is gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> True. Let's see. What is it? What is it? About? I don't know. You know, not a lot of people make crews. So. Oh, dude, there's definitely a lot more crews now than there was when I started. Oh, actually, that's true. That's true. I would say, yeah, that is very true. Because you said you had a top three. I would say in the dance community, there's like a top. I don't even know. There's, 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 there's certainly a lot now. Like uh, actually, yeah. you know, it's not even. It's not even about that. I'll, uh, real quick before I get back to the question, Jay Chris, I was talking with Grits one day. Well, we hosted a class with him. Big shout out to him for doing that. He always talked about how like every team, like whether you're you've won every single performance you've been in, or you, this is your first one, you know, every team just needs that one performance to just set them off. And every team that has been up there just needs that one performance to take them back down here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, so that's why, I like, hell, I feel like nowadays there's not even a top No, I feel like it's, it's, really, it's really just, like, anybody's game. Anybody, anybody's game. Like for, the, for a while, for me, from what I, yeah, like, aside from the big three I mentioned, like, I, for a while it was a battle between Pack Modern and Kaba Modern. Because oof, those are beasts. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. 
like beast times beast yeah. times actually you know what i'm gonna I'm go off of this because i i i've been talking to i talk i tell rosie this all the time i i kind of wish i was back in the day i was in back of the day because i'd be what i'd be i've seen these documentaries with like Renny Harris, I hear Renny Harris talk and converse and stuff. Those, those are insane. I've seen all these of uh, Flowmaster. Flowmaster is another one, dude. And and the way they talk, it's Flowmaster talked about how like he would just save up during the week, take a subway to I think he said like New York or some shit, and just just battle whoever the fuck he sees. And I'm like, dude, that's like that's that's what's up right there. And like Rennie, Rennie would talk about how, you know, after every single performance, take note, this is a performance in like a, a a big venue, right? It is an official performance, tickets, everything, you know, it's way like out of the battle scene. And then people will be there at the show like, man, y'all might be doing that stuff on stage, but y'all can't get down. And then like they would battle and stuff. And then I'm like, dude, like that's... That's crazy. Like that's 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 where it's at right there. Like if somebody says you suck, you show them why you don't suck, and then you whoever loses loses, you know. Yeah. But like, and the thing was, just like it, it was a battle because it was a battle because it's you showing you're better than this person. Mm-hmm. But like nowadays, it's cool. It's cool showing respect. You know, you guys bet. Like I see some disrespectful shit, and then at the end of the day, it's just like. That good stuff, that good stuff, you know? But it's like, nah, son, tell, tell him his mama ain't, tell him his mama ain't shit. <laughs> you want that? Kind of, I remember, like, I mean, like the, you mean, you're talking about like the <laughs> kind of shit? Oh, <laughs> that, like that, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, well, like, sure. okay, now, name the day. And no, then, then. That was more like, I think, glorified and really nice <laughs> because yeah. they had a venue i remember like when tell them right tell them tell them some history tell me, tell me. <laughs> i'm i'm I, i'm not like compared to the ogs so to speak and the pioneers and let's say the old heads respectfully like i feel like like the advantage of the the youth is that they have access to youtube and they can see all this other stuff and learn that way i remember learning from crumbs like he about ah fuck this one crew because I don't know if you heard of the crew Style Elements. Yeah. Style Elements, one of my, my favorite to this day, a b-boy crew, creative as fuck. Check out b-boy Remind and Crumbs. Oh, legends! Like their styles are unique. And if I'm pretty sure you might recognize Crumbs, like if you watched You Got Served, yeah. have you seen that? You Got Served. Ooh, that's a that's hey, a d- dance d- like, I, like I said, man. <laughs> I, I, didn't really venture into dance as I was a kid, so no step up movies. Okay. So um, <laughs> none of that stuff. Okay, so yeah, those guys. They what they would used to do is that they would have to look search for these hidden mixtapes of like other crews, like they they battled a housing crew called Housing Authority, but they didn't know about them until like, like until they discovered this one VHS tape somehow. Whereas now it's like you can just look up any crew and like kind of learn and study their moves and be ready. F- to respond uh, and when i was younger okay. there's a rival crew <laughs> from my crew like the and i was in glendale they were in iraq i thought they, i think the other crew was clearly better but we were like we just had a chip on our shoulder like yeah we're we're b-boys yeah 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 we won't battle and all that shit. <laughs> uh, <a younger laughs> and, then, boy. and then yeah and i think we we god i think my my crew leader was kind of like no, I don't remember how the beef started, to be honest. 
I think it's probably because I think it was because my crew leader was talking shit, or they were talking shit to each other, or someone on the other side was talking shit, like saying we we're whack. You know, somehow it always goes like you're whack, son. But whatever. And then we we battled. We met up at a park and we battled there. Yeah, so see, so like, see, like it was that's, a fucking boombox, no crowd. We filmed it. You know, kind of like a, like how skaters would film their skate shit. But like, yeah, this is this was like raw. No one was watching. No crowd. Uh, another one was uh, J. Chris and another friend. Oh, yeah, you you, you tell me those J. Chris. I love the J. Chris ones because it's like you, <laughs> you want to battle. Yeah, they, uh, J. Chris and J. P. and another guy, <laughs> another dancer named Troy. They called us like to his name is Troy Austria. They they hit me up. They hit Mark up, I think around two a.m. I know I know it was late, and they just hit up like, "Hey, you guys want battle? Like OC versus Glendale." So we're like, fuck it. Straight <laughs> so, to it, man. Straight yeah. to it. So like, and it was lit, super late. We had a boombox. Secure some security dude was just watching us, um, and we we're we were at this park called Chess Park. Then that's where I think the crump scene at that time. I think this was two thousand six, seven or eight. That's where I think the crump scene was big at. But I remember like there would be late night Friday night sessions at Chess Park. And that's where crump, the crumpers would be at. But I'd never been. So I, these are just stories I heard. But yeah, at Chess Park, that's where we battled. It was like a mixture of all different styles. I was breaking and locking. And J. Chris was just straight up freestyling. And this was like my first time like battle, ever battling J. Chris. Because I think at that time, I mean, he had a, I think he had a pretty well developed reputation and so i was intimidated when i first battled him and i was like fuck and because like i let that get to my head where i got intimidated but that was a fun night like yeah just randomly battling just calling us (laughs) it was fun like i I, I remember another sorry i'm just going sorry i'm going to stories now so i don't care another uh for those of you guys who know jet lee the Ooh, popper and Lee story uh and i don't know if you guys have heard of mr fantastic so he was he auditioned ah, I miss so he auditioned for so he's thinking dance back in the day look him up i'm pretty sure you'll find him he's like super flexible and all that uh, yeah they used to be in a crew called tang clang and i forgot i don't know why the reason was that but jet lee had a different name back then i think it was just bust or i think it was still jet but i'm not and uh, <laughs> mr fantastic was called uh toxic uh, they the stories I loved hearing about them was that there was a very similar story to like to Flowmaster. They would go to different school dances, take the bus, go to different school dances to battle the, the best dancers in their school. I, I'm I'm hoping you mean like as kids. As kids, yeah. Oh, okay. all high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking adults, like, hey kid. <laughs> yeah, I no. He was good. But, yeah, but they. <laughs> Yeah, the, as high schoolers, like it was them. There's a whole bunch of other po- people in their crew. Uh, Ness, uh, Z soldiers, like these are the people. They're they're AKs. Ness, I know, I know Ness. Yeah, so like they they would all battle, go to high schools and then battle. Uh, Ness is now known for the for the perverted Deadpool. So <laughs> that goes. Perverted that's fun. Deadpool. Yeah, so uh, it's one of he 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 got viral because he cosplays. He got viral because he was like the the perverted Deadpool. It was all like kind of Ness. Ness from from Zulu Kings? No, no, no. That's a different Ness. No, are you talking about? Oh. A- are you talking about Alien Ness? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are you talking about? So Ness is another. It was a b boy from Iraq. So there's Alien okay. Ness, which is like one of the <laughs> the Bronx boys that you know, like that wrote the Battle Blueprint or something like that. 
But yeah, that uh, sounds a little more like okay. No, I was no, like I, I, I was super inspired of with Foundation with him. But yeah, uh, my 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 first ever official, it's not even official, like kind of community battle was at the Salvation Army, <laughs> huge like nice little venue. It was a Crump event. I didn't, but that back then it was like my first. I didn't know like the distinct styles. Like at that time, Jet Li was doing Crump and he was popping and he was locking. He was part of Culture Shock back then. Then, oh. yeah, Jet Li oh. was uh, the popping captain in Culture Shock. So, oh, I didn't um, know that. Look yeah. at that, some history so, on this on this uh, podcast. Yeah, so I, my first battle was like it was uh, they lined us up like four guys here, four guys here. You you cool. throw down your round, then you pick you your opponent. You choose who dies. <laughs> and then and then I was like, and Jet had already had a had a, a reputation. People knew who he was. I was a nobody because like my first probably was my second battle. And I saw, I knew who Jet was, and I was like, him. And I was like, I'm so starstruck. <laughs> and then the <laughs> thing that sucks, no one, I don't think anyone would ever do this at a, at a battle today, but the MC, the crowd, and the people around me were like, it's over. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and Jet clowned on me so hard. I'm like, this is like traumatizing. I need to work on my skills. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I never, I, that was like the only event I've ever been where everyone was against. <laughs> but that was like oh, a. Oh my God. This is, and this is your first event too. Huh? Yeah, this is like 2004. Yeah, people would have like battles in their garages. Like, in, like people would drive up from Carson and the Valley, like, uh, and meet. Up. I remember this. There was a it was a, a supposed kickback, but it was actually a fucking intense crump battle between <laughs> people from all different cities in this fucking garage. Disgusting, humid, but fucking raw. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna battle raw. too. But I'm like, but then. Again, I'm in the wrong scene because it's like I'm trying to pop because my, my first style was popping, uh, but I was like not good at it. <laughs> so, and then these other other cr- crump dancers or crumpers were just fucking wailing on me and my my friends who, like I me and my like two other founders from Fanbiz, like like me and another founder froze up after our round. Another founder, Mark from Fanbiz, had to fucking carry us for like. They they kept going. Mark kept going. I was like, I don't know what to fucking do. I'm I was I choked, and I think they called it out too. Like though, like they're choking. It's like this is hot. These crowds are hostile, dude. They fucking like dude. those. <laughs> dude, I, I I I I'd rather get told I suck. Yeah, like, yeah told it, it was good, and uh, I did terrible. Like it it, it got so rowdy to the point, uh, helicopters and cops had to come. Into like oh snap that's yeah. what's up right there so it that's was because it wasn't a house party or anything and like as far as i know it was just like the only thing i remember was fucking battles every like rounds and rounds and rounds this was an official it was just like fucking a whole community set it up here's a place battles so yeah that's 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 the shit i'm talking about man that shit's dope right like, there yeah, you suck. Like... You, if you suck, you suck. I feel like if you suck, you should be told you suck. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I... are like it's very. A lot of battles are feel very official nowadays, and I feel like and very user friendly. And hey, let me tell you how you know you guys suck. If you guys go to a dance competition and the judges put down you have potential. Oh. <laughs> I think the 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 
I don't know how it is now, but when we were when they would do judging, what and one of the reasons I think Fambus stopped doing style set style sections is uh-huh. because the judges who it's knew the style they was like because they you know it's like it's dancers trying to lock not lockers. So and there's like and not everyone's gonna have the groove down. Not everyone's gonna have the technique down, which is why I think it makes sense why some a lot of crews probably don't do styles anymore, because they get judged pretty hard on it. Like for me, one of my friends, I I, I shared this in a previous podcast. We'd be like 80, 90, 91, 60, <laughs> because we did a we did a, we did the technique on the locking was shit. You know, I remember you told us this when we were doing our our all styles performance were maxed out and i don't know if i told you this but do you remember who were the judges for maxed out the like the last two judges that were announced mm-hmm. totally last minute it was carrie and paulette the ones that run carnival right wow okay you're you're they're gonna be pretty oh uh, dude carrie carrie didn't even uh, write any any notes he just put down numbers Carrie didn't give a shit. Paulette, I believe, I mean, I have it, I have them here somewhere. But I remember when I saw, like, they were, because, I don't know, something happened with the judges, but they posted those two. And I remember I saw the other judges, and I'm like, all right, I feel like we got a pretty good chance, nothing too crazy. And then they posted Carrie and Paulette, and I'm like, all right, guys, we got to get locking. We got to practice our locking. We got to practice our <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, when I, whenever I see like a street a judge who's been who knows the street styles well, I feel like a lot of judges know the street styles well. But like the ones that are like have lived it, who know the foundations and like actually do the dance, they're so strict and like straight up front. I'm like, it's true. Like you know, <laughs> there's well, it's, uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if like if if you know, it, like don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Shit, Carrie dude, that was Carrie and Paulette. I feel like I, they would judge hard, dude. I remember, I remember when we did the cruise with Liz and Carrie and Paulette taught a lot in class before Liz's class on the cruise, and and he was talking about how like he got taught. I I forgot who it was, but I think his teacher was taught by like Don Campbell. Oh, nice. And and all this stuff about how locking like yo yo. I'm gonna teach y'all locking and all this stuff. So then I remember everything he said. And I'm like, oh no, he's gonna judge us. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna whoop our ass with this locking piece. He's gonna give it to us good. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's what, definitely one thing I, I experienced when I was when I was learning lock, locking with Culture Shock. The one was heavy in knowing your history, but two was like they drilled the shit out of us, like across the floors, knees, across the floors. Fuck those knees, bro. Yeah, yeah. Those, I, I need to see video of you guys doing those knees because, man, that is unbelievable. You guys did we, those knees. Like, we, we, I forgot the official name of the move, but we, we had to, part of the requirement was to get your own knee pads. That would make sense. So, that would make sense. So, and then, and then we had to all, we, but every crew, this was at the time, Culture Shock, back in 2008, 2009, was separate crews. This is just for you guys listening. Uh, so there was a bring crew, locking crew, popping crew, and choreography crew. Or back then it was called commercial choreography. Before it was called urban dance. But I, I know there's a whole thing happening. Yeah, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about this in length already in the previous podcast. Oh, so to that. yes, we have. So, but yeah, <laughs> there's definitely uh, a lot. I mean, it's, I mean it, it's because when I see you and I see like that you're where you're building grits, I definitely, for me, it's a, 
I see it sounds stupid, like a younger like fan biz, like where we were, like the where we were starting, where we were doing different styles, we're discovering our own self. So it's like, you know, I I empathize the struggle or challenges you go through, but in my head, I'm like, in the end, it's like, it just it really builds up to something, even though it feels like a lot of nothing right now. It does. It does. It's the it does really feel like it feels like a lot of nothing, especially when styles styles is not an easy thing to to implement and and to find within dancers that want to do competitions. Mm-hmm. It, it's very hard to find dancers that that have already you know dove into poppy and locking house that already have a handle on it, right? So teaching and having people come in and work with the team with these styles is is easy the hard part is 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 keeping that because obviously like there's stuff at a certain level i want to do but it's hard when the progress keeps getting reset reset because new members come old members leave new but you know and and that that is probably the hardest part about this whole thing but i know because i've seen it where i've seen people come from like not knowing a certain style to to excelling at it, that if I do have the right people and I do have the right time, it's going to be amazing. When it comes to like, you know, when you're trying to get dancers into your crew or in auditions, when you're auditioning people, what do you, what are the characteristics you look for in dancers? Well, I would say, I would say that's a little hard because well, I wouldn't say it's hard. I would say as far as my next looking towards dancers towards this next audition, the biggest thing would be is just just with work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool that you've been dancing this long. It's cool that you've done all this, but it this stuff that we're going to be do- uh, diving into is not is is not going to be fun. It's going to suck. You know, and and it's just who who's willing to take it and who's willing to push through and who's not. You know, I've I've had a lot of people take the easier out. And I've seen a lot of people push, you know, but, but, and, and the cool part is you can definitely tell who does what because it shows in practice. Mm. You know? Oh, that's true. It definitely uh, shows in practice. And I, th- I think we had a fun conversation about uh, hiring, having an artistic director and all that stuff and, and bringing on a team in the first episode of uh, the, the podcast. But actually what was the decision-making point where you realized you had to bring, make a team? I had like, a uh, like like where you had to bring on like a board, so to speak. I there is there is a time period where I was missing a lot of rehearsals, and because you know I was I was the only one that, that had the master plan, like the only one, like that had any idea what's going on or what's going to happen at rehearsal. I was like, well, you know, I feel like I I need to have like a backup just in case because practices need to go on, you know, we only have so many. And so I, I would look into and I saw like, all right, who has the most potential? Who's been at rehearsal? Who doesn't miss rehearsal? Who, you know, who has shown that they're there and they're, they're in it to win it. And then I started with one director, you know, and then after a while I realized like, okay, there's certain things I can't and can't do. And one of those things is fashion and, and looking good and dressing a team and every single one of my grits members can tell you guys right now, I have a terrible sense of fashion. So that's when I kind of, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I can relate. And, and, <laughs> and that's, 
that's when I, that's when I came to the realization of, of making the, the the board member the board team even bigger and adding um, artistic directors because oh my my fashion I have the same shirt in like seven different colors man I have no fashion <laughs> uh, how was that like what was the experience for you when you finally developed a team did you were you stressed when it was like oh do I can I trust them or was it like a a weight off your shoulders or what was what was the experience like finally having it was it was a big i would say it was a big weight off my shoulders because there's just some things that they they were able to do that i just i wasn't able one one thing that made grits very hard for me was the fact that i was running everything off the phone i didn't really have a laptop and we had a lot of drive videos and a lot of paperwork and, and i had i had jamie for that like jamie jamie really helped a lot with that jamie had her laptop jamie dealt with the drive jamie dealt with all the media stuff right so stuff like that 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 would definitely help because i didn't have to worry about the, the video jamie had the video she airdropped it because she had the iphone right that stuff's easy she had she had access to the drive she actually throws everything on the drive you know so it was definitely a lot of less there was a lot of stress relieved the same thing with with erica and gabby erica and gabby were my artistic directors and and they helped you know making goods look good and even when it came down to, to working on a sweater like i thought i had a good grasp on on making the sweater and designing the sweater but holy hell when i introduced the idea to erica and gabby like erica i think it was erica that had like a whole other she had a whole nother level of understanding how to make a sweater and it looks so dope, you know? And I'm like, I would never have thought of that. I don't mm -hmm. even know where you got that. I don't even know how to do that. You know, so it's- <laughs> this is, What is this witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 even if I said like, hey, could, could this be like smaller and could this be around here? And she's like, give me a second. And then minutes pass by and then she sends me another one. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? You know, uh, uh -huh. obviously I, technology, I'm, I'm not a big technology person, so. I know it's technology, but the it, only that's... technology that matters to us is video games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, but no, yes, definitely bringing them along helps tremendously. Um, what do you like for dance? Because like, I know you one of your goals ultimately is to, you know, win vibe. Do you have mm -hmm. any like aspirations to go industry? I mean, I I don't I don't really see myself as being like a. Like you sure as hell have the back. height. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I have the height. I ain't got the body yet. I got, I got, I got one big issue. It's called this <laughs> gut. Um, but as far as, as far as like choreographing for backstage backup dancers, no, nah, I don't think so. Being a backup dancer, who knows? Because I know, I know, majority of that stuff is like they're looking for a certain look. So who knows? They might be really... looking for a long, someone long. <laughs> you know what the, the day that comes i'm there i'm there i'm there i'm there but in case you guys missed it know. that was his instagram handle so. That's like 53 at the end 53 long, 10 he, 53. That, he is the living embodiment of his instagram <laughs> i i don't know about that i don't know about that because i don't know i just touring would be cool touring would be a dope thing but the thing is i don't really have someone because you know how people are like who oh who'd you who would you want to be a backup dancer for and i'm like ah, yeah, i just fuck, i don't know uh, i don't really know anymore you know i i don't yeah, i don't i don't yeah i miss touring like does you, I, I don't know if you do know but liz and i were part of antics and yes. we got to tour as 
dancers without mm-hmm. backup dancing. We were the stars. Oh yeah, you guys did such amazing stuff with that. Yeah, I was so, then, crazy jobs. Essentially, like what I aspire for us to do, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure. And I know there's plenty of other crews doing it already. We're killing it. Like Royal Family, they get they're they're touring with their own show. So I was like, these are like, you know, the that type of stuff touring is something i would love for us as a group to experience because i think if you think going to a competition with your crew is amazing imagine going to another state or even country with the people you love dancing with you know Bro. hotels a different city oh it's a dude, it's an when, adventure dude when we did the cruise when we did the cruise oh uh, yeah that's pretty cool oh, yeah, that's a good it, experience right there an unreal experience man i definitely would want to do something like that like if 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 grits was to do something something like that you know i don't think i I don't know how we fit as far as like backup dancers but shit you want us to entertain we'll entertain you never know because the thing is like these crews now are like their own brands grv's touring they did some backup with bts Royal Family is like has their own brand, so it's like we don't necessarily have to go the traditional route of like, you know, going to <laughs> auditions to make a name. If we're good enough, like if people are good enough, like we make the name on social media. Yeah. Question to that though. Okay, so so you, you're talking about how like like teams like GRV and all this stuff are like kind of because I actually yeah you're right. I saw a, a video of my friend showed me with a. Um, with GRV members dancing for BTS and all that. And it's like, are they done being a dance team? And have they started being like an agency? I don't know. I mean, I think Academy of Villains, they used to be compete. And I don't know if they still do, to be honest, but they have their own shows too. So. I, yeah, I know they got the the, yeah, the, I mean, the universal the universal yeah. thing going on. So, they, I mean, it's like, it's almost like the next level in the career. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to go back to when you weren't earning it, you know, because like, once once you the dollars start coming in, you know, it makes sense to be able to do that, especially for with all the times and rehearsals and you get to be the star and audiences can like outside of the dance community get to see your work. So I, mean, I think it would make sense to to that people I could see how it makes sense why people don't go back to competing because it's like, you know, it's doesn't necessarily pay your bills anymore if, if you have all these other opportunities but who knows i still know like i don't know about in regards to dance companies but i do know b-boys who have been industry who still occasionally come back to the to and battle so it's like i guess to i don't know i feel i almost feel like it's an alpha move in a sense like this is to show like i still got it son Oh, yeah. I oh hell yeah! To, to to leave to leave a community, no matter what, to, no matter what, like what Mike Tyson's doing is an alpha move. Are you kidding me? Yeah, shit! I I I really <laughs> found that out the other day. I'm like, he's oh, gonna geez. box again? But this Mike Tyson's so like zen out compared. So I'm really like excited to see how he how he performs because he's like because he, he's like a I feel like he's the the warrior. Who became the the a Zen master in a sense? Who's calmed down, and now he's that he has control of his mind. He can be like, I can be be a much more effective fighter. I don't know. This is like my speculation. <laughs> but 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 the thing that made him Mike Tyson was his aggressiveness and his his, his just I don't care type shit. That's how yeah. old is he? He's fifty four. Yeah. He's fifty four. He's gonna get in the ring. I I feel like he he probably has that still as a fighter. You know, because one of my favorite pieces of advice it was. Like it was like, 
you know, you don't necessarily have to be aggressive to everyone. You just like learn mm-hmm. how to use it, you know, productively. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna pull off that that Hulk stuff from Avengers. The keys, yeah. I'm always mad kind type stuff. Yeah, because I feel like he in his early younger days. I mean, being a young man and with all that money and all that fame, it's like it's easy to be to perform this kind of thing in front of people. But, okay, but but I don't know. Have you seen the last Rocky movie? Are you talking about the the one where he's retired too and he's coming back? Yeah, that was okay. a great one. That was a great so, Rocky movie. So, but did you also notice that that he did become some kind of Zen? You know, like he was talking to his trainer. He's like, "Well, there's only one way you do it. You gotta outbeat him. You gotta outpunch him." You know. So maybe maybe Tyson just fucking just straight up bulked and he's just coming in for that what? Because I mean, he might not have stamina. He might just be coming in for just one strong ass jaw breaking punch. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking beast, dude. dude he, so- I saw I saw the video. It looks like he still hurts. It looks like he still can hurt. It, I feel terribly. like he's yeah he's oh, man. <sighs> it, it, you looking at that footage doesn't look like he's aged. Like it, oh, not at all, dude. Not if, if it wasn't for the gray hairs in his beard, I don't think. I think that, that's one thing I'm loving too. As like with technology improving, the and uh, like the people we that we look at are old, don't do things that are considered old, like. 30 year olds when i was younger they looked old but 30 year olds i'm 30 but <laughs> but uh, 40 year olds <laughs> i still <laughs> know like people in their late 30s or 40s that are still breaking they look young like they're not like you know finished so to speak mm-hmm. so I feel, I feel like the social media world has definitely aged society down in a sense some you- partly in a good way you know what I like about about popping? I mean, we're going to completely, I mean, kind of similar to what we're talking about, but it's like, I feel like popping is really nice because who is the oldest uh, breaker that you know that is still teaching and like oh, competing and all that? Competing? And teaching and all that. I know, te- the, I think, I know teaching is Po One. How I old think, are they? Uh, pro- he's one of the b-boys from the 80s maybe 40s the 40s, uh, like 40s. Late, maybe late fo- mid 40s and he because i could be wrong but yeah but i feel I like the the cool part about popping is 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 uh, i feel like you could do it until you're old you know i, mean, I think that's what you do it until yeah well, i feel like mainly because it, it takes the least it's the least strenuous on your body there we go mm. Because with breaking, you know, you're hitting the floor, you're doing these flips, you, you, you know, you're doing all this crazy stuff. Lock, even locking, like you're, you're doing the jumps, you're, you're, you're drops. all these points, knee drops, all this stuff. Uh, house probably kills your knees after a while. But with popping, it's 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 a lot more your muscles than your joints, I would say. I would mm-hmm. want to say. And I feel like if you just do it correct, do it correctly and take care of your body, you could probably do that till you die, man. Yeah. You could teach it. that. You could teach that till you die. Pop and taco, shit. Have you seen, I don't know if you've seen. If you don't, I don't know. If you've seen. I don't taco, but how old is he? I don't. Definitely doesn't look. Yeah, fair. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he I, does I'd say not he's at least in his forties. Let's find out. But he's fucking. Uh, dude, he's fifty-six. He's so, so clean. Coco. I don't know if you know Coco is, but he was. Uh, fuck, I forgot what movie he was in. He's an OG in LA OG. Is uh, is Greg? But Coco, he's one of the OGs in there in the LA area. He's still popping. I've 
He's also a client of mine, but what? but he's still beast. Like when we when he talk when we talk, it's like there's a clear generational gap. But when he dances, he can he can clearly kick my ass. <laughs> so like, I mean, yeah, he's still clean. Like, yeah. So that's a that's the thing with breaking. Like as as age starts hitting. Like you can't do certain moves as wild as you can do. Like I, I do it like a, I used to. Yeah, I have a coin drop suicide that I do a lot, and I know for sure I'm not going to be able to do that forever because it slams the shit out of my back. Dude, you're gonna give coin drop suicide a different name, a different like meaning. <laughs> you keep doing that. <laughs> I do it at a performance. I never get up. Oh, no, please, no, please, God, no. Oh Lord, <laughs> no. God, would. Oh Lord, no. You gotta switch it up. <laughs> Say it's like. 30 years from now like like what do you imagine grits has accomplished everything 30 years from now dude 30 years from now like if if i keep pushing and 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 if i just don't stop you know um guaranteed everything that i that i've thought like grits grits will, grits will take care of it yeah like i i 30 years 30 years is a long time true i've yeah. done I haven't obviously. Grits, I'm not even grits. that old yet. <laughs> I'm not even. 30. I'm not even, dude. I'm not even thirty. You know? And it's it's like obviously grits isn't where it where I want it to be now. It's been three years over, and three years like we've done a lot. We've done a good amount. At thirty years knowing the stuff that I know now, and with the people that I'm surrounding myself with now, thirty years, shit. I I can probably do what I want less than that. Less than that. I don't need thirty years for that. I don't need to be. 50 something for us to get everything done. Yeah. Okay, do- 10 years. 10 years. This is our. Uh, okay. What do you see? 10 years? 10 years. How old am I? 10 years. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three, four. <laughs> uh, uh, math. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so it's 10 years. Um, 10 years. I mean, I feel like we, we'd be able to win vibe in 10 years if I keep up the way that. I want to keep it up. I appreciate sure we could win vibe in ten years. I I've had the the thought about opening a studio, but I don't think I don't think ten years is is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. As far as far as traveling to perform, I think we could do that in ten years. I think we could definitely do that in ten years. I feel like within the next couple of years, we could find somebody that really likes everything that we're doing as grits. What else could we do? What else could we do? When competitions? Oh. One thing that might take a while, because I've, I've, I've been seeing these videos of, of like like five on five team battles, and, and those shits are dope because it's like one person will be dancing and they'll do like a small little like boom, boom, and everybody behind them knows like it's about to go down. And they all like... It's a fucking it's a routine. It's, it's, it's a routine, and I'm like, that shit is fucking dope. I want to I wanna walk in into like a fucking event like that with grits and just like... Yeah, that but that 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 seems like it's a lot of training. That's a lot of. Are you gonna have people a, that's who a lot already dance? That's right. a lot of dancing with each other. Yeah, I feel like you gotta dance a lot with other people to do shit like that. Yeah, you can also, or else you can also have dancers who are already like hungry to battle. Yeah, like I remember yeah. uh, towards my end, my last year of Fanbase, there were people that were actually like that wanted to go to jams and battle. So it was kind of refreshing because when I first started, I was me, me, the found. It was just me and the founders that were just wanted wanted to battle. Everyone else was like, 
they wanted to do, you know, it was for fun. They wanted to do chore do performances and choreography and all that stuff. So uh, I remember uh, culture shock because it was a uh, because there were the crews. It was, battling was a normal thing. Like you would see people rocking the culture shock shirt, entering jams, and it would be oh, well, there's pop the poppers from culture shock ripping here. Poppers from uh, the breakers from culture shock were ripping here. It was, it was wild. It was crazy, and these guys weren't like you know just the run of the mill like whatever kind of like beginning b boys that these guys already had names like uh, was it villain and impact like they were the breaking captains so and then now they're in kinjas and they fucking are killing it who else was there yeah that's that's it like i know <laughs> like, there's a lot I, there's, I i i can just go into the whole point where it's just name dropping but it's just to provide context of like the level of how good these b boys were in culture shock and i still think it's like i think that and Versus Styles is probably one of the best companies to be about to be in in regards to learning different styles, foundation, hip hop, everything. Because I, I feel like those are really like sister companies. They both value the same thing, represent the, oh, yeah. the same thing. I I actually I mean I would say like I I would have to owe a good amount. I would say I have to owe a good amount to Grits and Scrub to 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 people who who've helped to us find these styles, you know, like Versatile definitely helped out Gene and Rosie. Gene and Rosie mm -hmm. definitely helped me out a lot, you know. And then obviously you coming through helping out some locking, Liz coming through helping out some whack, Eddie coming through with whacking, uh, Spidey coming in through with Crump, yeah, uh, Rosie, Rosie coming in through with House. Who else we got? Damn, what else we get? Yeah, Eddie was is I met Eddie in back in the day with Culture Shock. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, well, I don't know what I should say. I, I didn't know people on, on temper tension. Like before we, we did that whole, like, Oh, well, what team were you on? What team were like, I didn't know everybody was so old. I'm sorry if I offended you. I love you guys. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you, what? <laughs> Dude, I didn't, I didn't. Cause, cause I knew you knew them. I knew you knew them. Right. Yeah. But like, I didn't like when i don't know remember we were outside of practice and then oh. everyone was like hey what team have you been on what team have you been on well, what, was that? this what, what, when we were at uh barbecue um, uh, buffalo wild wings no 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 no. this is this is passive this is uh oh we like, were just you know, chilling outside of the at the at the pasadena studio yeah do you remember that yeah and then and then everyone was like going around and he's like oh i was a cold shock and then i was in this and i was in this oh i was a cheerleader for this and then i was in this and, that. and then like little by little everyone's like Dancing for like 10, 15 years and all that shit. They're all cold shock. They're on mob. They're on this team, that team, this team, this team, that team. And I'm like, I I was on audio <laughs> mind and I have a team called Goods and Gravy. How's it going, guys? I didn't I didn't know everybody was on on these all these names. I, I didn't even know Eddie was was on what was it? What would you say? Culture shock? Culture shock. I didn't even know Eddie was on culture shock until he told me right now. Yeah, he, that's how him and I met and Fuck, you know, it was definitely a different time. We were like, it was definitely well, because we were all both in college. It was definitely a party time. <laughs> we, there would be a lot of parties at his place. <laughs> oh, that Eddie. Yeah, Eddie yeah. sounds like a party guy. Yeah, it's a yeah. It was definitely uh, a wild time, I would say. But yeah, like uh, when you when I started, I think you were originally the youngest. Like you were what? Because remember at at B Dubs, we were all talking about mm. fucking housing, all this adult <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I was, I was, I was, I was on Tabasco's vibe. I was like, oh, who wants to get drunk? 
<laughs> <laughs> and now like we brought some of the other ones like we brought rosie brought like okay. jamie they're like 21 so what i find interesting is like the huge age gap because then i would say that the younger the younger the older dancers can then pass down the knowledge to the younger dancers and i feel like through that you know i feel like sharing the knowledge will expedite their ability to grow <laughs> the knowledge about housing the knowledge about housing yo shit this is, that's like some shit that like you might be beneficial later on <laughs> you're gonna see me hey hey emma i remember when i was making fun of you guys about talking about housing at buffalo wings yeah hey i need some help <laughs> <laughs> or like fuck that's crystal's job she knows how to flip uh, houses dude like there's so much like about with her with her like i, I know she was a, a dancer for a football team i she says she knew it i don't I think, know i think i think it might have been the was it the pa- Patriots? I feel like it because she's like, she's I from like she's the Patriots. I feel like she's yeah. hey, Chris. So if you if you're hearing this, let us know. Like yeah. random. Was it is it is it Dallas Cowboys or was it the Patriots? I feel like I feel like it's Patriots. It makes sense because it's the it's Which, she's she's from Boston or she's from yeah, Massachusetts. I, I feel like it would be Patriots. So I feel like that makes sense. So yeah, so I forget that she has the credit. <laughs> like oh yeah, she's also danced for Red Bull and all this other stuff. So yeah, so wild. <laughs> yeah uh, you, you know i did a i did a com, uh, a commercial for uh breast cancer awareness you know with unity era oh yeah you know it you know it. <laughs> that was a good that was a fun campaign i like that that was a fun shoot day i know it was a great shoot day that was that was a great experience that was the first time i ever did anything like that that was the first time i ever did anything where i could keep the clothes <laughs> oh yeah that was I, that was a fun day uh, listen was- listen if you guys sometimes clothes is worth it yo <laughs> sometimes, they gave us they gave us a, like a shirt a sweater a beanie a fucking sweats goodness gracious but the sweats were the, <laughs> the sweats were a little weird and you can admit that yeah i I mean i still rock it. it's comfy but it is the logo placement is a little this is right on your crotch bro That's so, yeah. weird. <laughs> so people can look at it <laughs> show off unity unity bitch so all right, so we're going to start wrapping up right here. So we're going to go into the rapid fire question segment, ask you 10 questions. And yeah, you ready? Yeah. All right. If you were famous, what would you be famous for? Oh, I hope it's my dancing. It's not. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> what is the worst job you can have? Is it like for me? Yeah. I mean, the worst job I've ever had was working in a factory. Hated it. Same thing over and over again every day. Uh-uh. Not for me. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go, and why? Oh, I shit. Well, I mean, I can't go anywhere right now. But if we take like if we take Corona out of this, I'd probably either go to New York just because I've always wanted to just go and visit, mm. uh, or or probably Korea because the best Tekken players are over there. <laughs> <laughs> and B boys and dancers too. Shit. Fuck it. Uh, what? What do you call it? What new technology will transform the future? What new technology will transform the future? Well, I think maybe we need less of it. I think, I don't know. I mean, I I always hear that the smartphone is as smart as its user. So if anything, it's probably going to be the phone. Mm. They, they keep packing in more and more things that you can do with it. So, or maybe the car, because the Tesla car is kind of self-drivable too. One of those two. One mm-hmm. of those two. One of those two. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? A million dollars, I would, I, oh, I've i talked to, I mean, damn, it's usually the lottery, but a million dollars, 
I, I asked myself this question with the lottery, but with a million dollars, I'd, I'd give half of it to my parents. I'd give half a million, half a million. So I got 500. I'd give 100,000 to each of my brothers. I think, I, yeah, and then I would keep the rest. Yeah. Yeah, well, you really thought about it. Yeah, no, it's it's usually the lot the lottery, but a million is a lot less than what it, what I would think. But yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the no, actually, if I won the lottery, it'd be a little different. But a million dollars, yeah. What's your f- current favorite song while working out? Current favorite song uh, while working out, "Say What You Say" by Eminem and Dr. Dre from his current call oh, album. Oh, good one. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the last movie you watched? Oh, the last movie I watched was oh damn, actually no. Um, the last movie I watched, I think it was, I think it was Trouble. What is it? Rumble in the Bronx. I think that was the last movie I watched. I think that was the last movie I watched. I watched it at work. I'd have to check my receipts, but I, I think it was Rumble in the Bronx. If not Rumble in the Bronx, then I'll tell you right now, it was it was Inside Out. Oh, that's a good one too. One of those two. I'm very wow. bad with two, dates. Two, two different. <laughs> different, different. <laughs> Fucks, fuck sadness. Fuck sadness. If, if you could choose your nickname, what would it be? Long time and handsome. Ooh, stick with that. Um, uh, some people. Actually how did you get know. that actually? Like for that Instagram handle. Like, do you, watch, do you watch SpongeBob? Not religiously. Okay, there's a there's there's an episode where. Where Pearl, Mr. Krabs, you, do you know Pearl? Yes, I know who Pearl is. Um, she she had she had a date for the dance, but I guess she doesn't have a date anymore. And and the dude was referred to as Long Tan and Handsome, but I mean he was just another like he was just a fish. He looked like a nerd, right? And and that's kind of just where it came from. Oh. There, there's look just look look it up. It was a lot better. Okay. And then <laughs> fifty three was just it was my football number in high school. Oh, that makes and, sense. And it's, I, I don't know, some people, from what I've told some people, they think it's my angel number because I see that shit everywhere. And actually, I told you about this when we were at the at the Boba place, remember? My no. receipt number was 53. No, I, I don't remember that. Was that with Rika and... Uh, yeah, that was, that was with Rika. Uh, Richie too? No, it was just me, you. It was just, remember when you did a dolphin dive in the yeah. Boba shop? Oh my God. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> shit. So, I mean, you know, you just reminded me of something what we used to do for fan base. If you're on the team for three years, or I think five, you 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 earned a jersey with your number on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's so, cool. Because I like the idea of retiring jerseys. But it was like, or at the time, like, I know Boogie Zone does this too. Bo- uh, not Boogie Zone. Breed does that. Or if you were on a team for a certain amount of time, you get a dog tag. So, Ooh, so, that is dope. So like, that like, is that's, dope. That's something I kind of want to bring back with temper tantrum. It's Damn. Like if you're on the, the team for the same, a certain amount of time, you earn your jersey. Damn, I might do that with grits. You, if you're in for three years, then punch you in the stomach. <laughs> Here you go. For, <laughs> Congratulations. Forever bruise. <laughs> what is... No, no, no. I already just asked you that the, in terms of the saw. <laughs> What's your dream car? My dream car, I remember back when I was a kid, I mean, I'm not a big car person, but there is one car that I saw and I was like, well, this is the only car that I know. So every time somebody asks me, what's your dream car? I say a Lamborghini Reventum. Oh, wow. 
because that's the only fucking car they actually know that's not a Honda Civic 03. <laughs> Honda Civic 03. Okay. Um, what? Uh, what's your? Where in your house is your favorite place to watch TV? Because since we can watch everything on the phone now, on the shitter. I would say <laughs> no, not on the shitter. You know, you know what? It's actually my favorite place. I mean. It's not TV, but it's on my phone. But I watch Netflix. I watch like everything. I, you watch everything on the phone. Okay. So while I cook, I have a small little window, and I put my phone on the windowsill, and I like watch my videos there. Mm. And that's probably my favorite, my favorite time too. Because no matter what, I'm watching something. I can lay down in bed, but I'm not gonna watch something in bed all the time. I can lay on my couch, but I'm not gonna wake up. But like, anytime I cook, like, boom, there's something there. There's some, mm. yeah, I would say when I cook. What is your favorite memory? This is your last question, last rapid fire question. Oh, that's hard. My favorite memory. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the, the cruise. I kept, I told you about earlier. Mm-hmm. The cruise. You know, there there was a moment where you know we we were all just we had a lot of moments where we would get together, but the majority of the time we we're just doing our own thing. But but every time we were just together on that cruise and we took our photos and all that stuff, and it's just like like damn like this there's a lot of people that laughed at me for wanting to be a dancer and there's a lot of people that said like you know like you can't do it there's a girl there's a girl in middle school i remember there was a, another person dancing at the talent show and then like i just like i was like <clears throat> and then she's like don't you laugh you're never going to become as i'll tell you this right now her name was ruby acuna ruby acuna if you're watching this shit tell tiffany salazar to come battle me shit um, <laughs> the, the challenge has been thrown down. <laughs> she was like, she's like, don't laugh. She's a better dancer than you ever will be. Well, let's find out. <laughs> but, but, oh my God. But like, that's the thing. Like, people have told me, like, I have family members and everything. Like, you know, you're not going to get anywhere now. That stuff. But it's like, I was on a boat in the middle of nowhere taking dance classes, chilling on a boat, dancing with friends on a boat for like, like it's, 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 it felt surreal, you know? And then like that moment is like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this easily. Sick. All right. Uh, Two more questions. Not so rapid fire now. What do you imagine your 80 year old self would tell you now? I still have a lot to learn, but I feel like as far as my mindset goes, I feel like I, I have a pretty good head on my shoulders. I feel like I'm at that point that any year from now, if you asked me, if you can go back in time and tell yourself something, what would it be? I feel like right now my answer would stay the same mm. for the rest of my life, right? So I feel like my 80 year old self would be like, just keep going, like you're chilling. Mm. Like you, you, you're on the right path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I, obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to some struggles, but my 80 year self can't tell me how to come over those struggles. But I feel like he would tell me like, just keep going. Mm. Yeah. And then he would do some weird shit like, lift his shirt up and be like, this is gonna be all yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Last question is. <laughs> What do you want people to say about you when you're gone? Whatever they, whatever they want. I've learned that there's, there's millions and millions and millions of versions of Emory, and there's millions and millions and millions of versions of me. Every single person that, that you meet 
has had a different interaction with you. Mm. They have a different perspective of you. Mm-hmm. You, they might have met you at work, which is not an MR that you meet at the club, which is not an MR you meet at rehearsal, which is not an MR you meet at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I die and there's some people talking shit about me, then there's also going to be some people talking real good stuff about me. You know, like say what y'all want, say what y'all want, call me what you want. But you got to call me champ because before I die, I'm going to call me champ. <laughs> got to call me champ. He was a dick, but he was a champ. What you want. That's on your fucking grave. <laughs> say what you want, but add champ at the end. That's it. <laughs> All right. So where can people find you online to connect with you? I have Facebook. I'm not on it a lot. I have Twitter, but I'm not on it. I have Snapchat, but I'm not on it. I have Instagram and I'm on it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> long, tan, and handsome, five, three, one word. If you guys want to follow my team and see what we're up to, it's grits underscore N, like just the letter N, underscore gravy, underscore no vowels, grits and gravy. So instead of spaces, it's underscores. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you'll see Emory pop up in that story. <laughs> Talking shit to your oh, team. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and if you guys are on Xbox, uh, Sergeant Nugget X and <laughs> Sergeant Nugget X as well on Riot. Sergeant Nugget, I'm on you. Just hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> I got you. Fuck the social media. You're just on the game. Yeah, yo, if, you guys if, play, if you play Tekken 7, hit me up. If you guys play Dauntless, hit us up. Hit us up. Join the crew on, uh, on the tea party. On Awkward Tea Party Guild. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you don't drop my gamer handles in here. I do. I so, do. I'll drop all that. I, yo, follow me on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah twitch too i follow me on twitch we occasionally stream on there wait you twitch jordan. yeah i'm on twitch with I thought, jordan i thought i thought you used like another streaming i use i use restream that streams to everywhere <gasps> oh yeah i need to find you on twitch then <laughs> so, so it's my my handle is the same everywhere emeroid b yeah like it's not going to be hard to find me ever because <laughs> i'm the i'm the only emeroid i know so you know what? That's funny. You are the only MRI yeah. I know. Ah, wow. There are, I look it up, but there are there are other MROIs. Like I know one of them was a priest. <laughs> I this is like Dude, one of those things how, I just Googled. I'm like, are there other me's? How how much did you dive into the fact that you found out he was a priest? Because you didn't just see a picture. No, I just saw a picture. I looked at I quickly looked at the bio. I'm like, oh. Well, so what if he was a stripper? Like, I wouldn't have known. Might have, <laughs> might be living in Florida. Because, <laughs> you know, like, there's, like, you can look up, like, you, someone, like, have you seen, done that, right? Uh, where you put Florida man in on your birthday. Yeah. So, it's like, damn. You can, you might find something there. Florida man. <laughs> I stood up right now. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, don't, don't leave yet, Emory. Don't All right, leave okay. Hold on. All right, folks. So if you, what, what, what he's doing right now is doing the whole Florida man challenge. Uh, Let's see. April. You you find yours too, April. <laughs> or okay. Uh, okay. Let's see. April twenty first. April 21st, 2019, a Florida man was arrested in the Tampa Bay area Tuesday after police said he pulled over an undercover detective while pretending to be an officer. Wow. (laughs) 
while in his two, what? According to Vava, the other driver had to be an under, so he Whoa. pulled over an under, undercover detective. So what a fucking idiot! <laughs> here's mine. On September 23, 2018, a Florida man threw another Florida man off a bridge in Daytona Beach. According and thanks to technology, we've got it on the police officer's body camera. Oh my god, no, they did it. Did they Fucking really have it? Wild, yeah. Hold on. August, what's today? August 6th? Yes. What's today? August is Florida man admits to 2.5 million in kickbacks. What do you mean kickbacks? Not sure. A Florida man has admitted to taking 2.5 million in bribes. Shit. Companies seeking <laughs> contracts to extract energy saving projects in federal. That sounds like a smart Florida man. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Yeah, are you guys listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just looking at Florida man shit now. All right, so we're going to wrap it okay. up here. Right. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you like it, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this with friends who you think might find this beneficial or entertaining or empowering, whatever you guys, you know, whatever. Empowering is not the word for this podcast. <laughs> I think you, there are some empowering you... <laughs> moments, like little empowering nuggets. Dude, dude, you could you could make a montage of all the empowering moments and you'd have a 30-second clip. Boom. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere, comment down below what your Florida man is with your birthday. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm kind of curious now what, what, what's going to happen. But other than that, thanks for listening. Have an amazing day, week, night, month, 2020, 2021, 2023, whatever. If you're listening to this in the future and we're all still alive and the zombie apocalypse hasn't happened, you know, have an amazing whatever that is. And we'll yeah, see I you guys. We, I hope I hope we're doing good in the future. <laughs> yeah. And see you next time. Peace. <laughs> Peace.